75 years ago. We stormed the gates of hell because we could, because we would, and because we should. Because 75 years ago, men mattered, family mattered, liberty, freedom, democracy, and God mattered. 75 years ago, life mattered, and humanity cared. 75 years ago, the force that drove a man to sacrifice, to live and to die for something greater than himself was because he was consumed by something greater than himself. 75 years ago, a man thought of his wife, his children, his mother, his father, his country, his flag, and his God. 75 years ago, men were born and lived to create a legacy for how they would be remembered. More than the size of their biceps or pecs. More concerned with their character than their looks. More occupied with their time, with their friends and their family than surfing on a board, hitting a ball or bouncing it more concerned with the communities where they lived, the churches where they worshiped God, the houses where they lived with their wives, more concerned about the businesses they would build or the companies they would form, the new ideas that they would pioneer or the new territory they would explore, more concerned about life than pets. 75 years ago, our women wanted to be mothers and wives. They wanted to pursue the fullness of all their femininity, not on the backs of the hatred of their men or the victimization of their self-categorizations of their own misguided, ill-conceived, misperceived weakness because they did not see themselves as weak, but rather as strong compatriots, partners, and rearing and raising their family, building a legacy for their future. 75 years ago, it wasn't about stars, celebrities, Hollywood, or even the politicians in Washington. No, it was about the quiet lives they lived loudly. 75 years ago, heroes were everyday citizens. They needn't be rich or poor. They just needed to care. And they did. And that day, 
on the shores of Omaha, Normandy, beaches of Utah, 75 years ago, an amphibious attack took place there in France, the largest in human history. Seven million tons of supplies, 450,000 tons of ammunition were brought to the European theater for the planning of that operation. 17 million maps were drawn and created just in the planning of that. In order to ensure victory, and the average age was 26, though the infantry average age was between 19 and 20. Men joined the army as young as 18, but most were drafted between 21 and 35 years of age. The average age in Vietnam was 19. And those young men committed their lives to saving ours. They committed their lives because they had it in their hearts to do. They wanted to change. They wanted something more than defeat. They hungered and thirsted for liberty and victory. And they got it. 126,000 found men. D-Day alone, first day, 2,800 died, 34,000 stormed. When you look at the soirees, you look at the amount of armament, combat, air support. In the tens of thousands between bombers and tanks and infantry, together with Europe, 156,000 men decided to go to war, to defeat tyranny, to defeat evil. Where do we stand today? Where is our commitment today? Where is our desire to attack evil? Where are the men of D-Day? Each of you have a man of D-Day in you, but it has got to be for something more than what you see on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or Facebook. It's gotta be something more than what you experience in a stadium, watching a soccer game, a baseball game, a football or basketball game, or on the golf course or on the ocean surfing. It's got to be something more than the runways of Paris and the Hollywood 
sets of the movie industry. It's got to be something more than the concert stages and the arenas or the music festivals in the desert. It's got to mean something more than simply a girl on your right arm or a guy. It's got to mean something more than rescuing dogs and saving snails and slugs or worrying about the solar flares. It's got to be something more than the misplaced fears of the things that you cannot control. It's got to be that thing that each of you know intuitively and intrinsically is true in your heart that beats in you every day. That the lies you are told in your colleges and your universities and by the political pundits that simply want to use you to secure political power. That life at its simplest form and at its basis element is just about living truly free, not to do anything or everything you want. That's slavery. No, but to live free, to build the best possible life, even against your own personal forays into desires and fantasies. It's called discipline. It's called self-control. Because I can doesn't mean I should. It's seeking a higher and best result in yourself. That's when you storm shores and face an enemy. That's when you are willing to die on a foreign land at the risk of never seeing your wife, your kids, your mother, your father, your friends, your family, your children. That's when you do that. Because you realize that there is something greater than the selfish pursuits of hedonism. Lust and debauchery, drunkenness and greed, just for the sake of greed, fame and glory for the sake of popularity. No, the men of D-Day were not men like that. Unfortunately, not men like you. And the women of our armed services and the ones at home keeping the family, working in the factories, keeping the country afloat. No, not women like you. So where are the men and the women of D-Day? They are your grandmothers, your grandfathers, and some of you, the few that are still alive, your fathers and mothers. Have you forgotten their stories? Do you even care? Or is your head in your phone? Have you forgotten what makes you human and those that gave you life and freedom? Have you forgotten the legacy, the history? Don't forget. Celebrate D-Day today.
celebrate the legacy, the memory, the stories, and above all, honor the cost that was paid. That gives you and I the right, right now, to listen to this podcast. And memory of those who have lived and died in service of things greater than selfish pursuits. We honor you. Now honor them and go and live like a man and woman of D-Day.